no matter what comes during your day and no matter how many freaking obstacles come in your way, never give up, never give in, and always know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Nixon, and my goal of this podcast is to bring on leaders in the world of athletics, coaching, entrepreneurship, and just life in general to try and motivate us all to be better. We shouldn't strive to be millionaires in terms of money, but by the millions of lives that we can impact. If you want to be a guest or have a guest idea that you would like to hear from, then shoot me an email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you like this episode. Then head over to our social media and give us a follow on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast, Twitter at Roughnecks Pod C1, Facebook at Roughnecks Podcast. And then don't forget to subscribe to the Roughnecks YouTube channel as well. As always, be sure to grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Let's get into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. This is episode 46 and another week of the discipline. We had two great episodes last week. Should have two great episodes this week. I know today's episode is going to be great. I'm super pumped for it. Been excited to do it for a long time. But before I get into this week's episode, I got to say that we should have another episode on Thursday. Hopefully it'll work out and then we'll wrap up discipline on Monday, the 30th. Also, today or this week, me and Grace, who is my new social media manager, which I will discuss her in another episode, kind of get into it. And you'll see her on social media. She's the one who runs my social media now. She does everything for me. So I just wanted to say welcome to Grace. But also we figured out that we will be having our fall sale in September. The dates will be released here soon. We kind of have some dates, but we kind of don't. It's still up in the air. But time to get into this week's episode. And I'm super pumped about it. So without further ado, welcome to the Roughnecks podcast, Justin Witten of the Hunting Wolves podcast. What is up, man? Man, we've been, been, uh, we've been trying to do this. I've been super excited to get ready to get to it. Man, the schedules have, have not aligned the greatest, but we're here now and uh, we've been waiting on this collab for a while and I am super excited about it. I am too. Just to kick off this episode though, I let my guests give a background on themselves. So just kind of tell us who... Justin is of Hunting Wolves. Well, uh, my name is Justin Witten, and uh, one day I decided that uh, I wanted to do a podcast, which was crazy for me because uh, I didn't really like talking to people, didn't really like a social influence, and uh, I decided that people were living lies and they were doing things that just made other people just for other people and uh people weren't living by by their by their own rules they weren't living by by truth and uh so i decided that uh i was gonna make a podcast based on uh 
my job is the title hunting wolves. We won't get into that yet, but, <laughs> um, it just kind of came to me one day that, that people were living lies and they needed to hear truth. And so, uh, everything on my, on my podcast is just real life from real people. Um, it's trial and error. It's uh tragedy and triumph. That's all it is. And it's everything that everybody needs to hear and is too afraid to say. Yeah, a hundred percent. This is why, that's why I love your podcast, which we're going to get into a little bit before we get into our discipline topic. But you know, I actually just had a conversation with my girlfriend about this. I just got a new girlfriend and she has been meeting my family and stuff. And she's always like, I'm so worried about like trying to please everybody, like trying to please my family. And I'm like, just be you. Don't try and be a people pleaser. Cause I feel like there's too many people in this world today that are just, they try to please everyone. Let's be real. We're never going to please everybody. People are always going to be upset, but I you're think gonna make, you're going to make mistakes. Like, yes. If, if you start out trying to be somebody that you're not the biggest, the biggest curveball there is at some point as a people pleaser, you're going to meet the person that you can't please. And it's going to take you back to square one where you're like, Oh crap, who am I? Just be you. Yeah. Be as real as you can. Who doesn't like it? Screw them. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, the, I shared it on my Instagram because I liked it so much. It was something you put on your TikTok about how do I find out who I am? Yeah. Dive into that for me for a second. Yeah. Give me that. I want to hear that on our podcast and I'll probably post the clip right here. How do I find out who I am? Stop resisting who you are because you think it's not who someone else thinks you should be. Because when you resist it, it becomes an illusion. We've been paying people for thousands of years to get up on stage and do magic tricks that we know are fake. So I... You asked me the question, how do I find out who I am? And my answer is, how long are you willing to pay for a ticket to your own magic show? Be who you are. Embrace who you are. But I want to hear it. I want to hear you talk a little more, expand a little more on that if you could. So, I started thinking one day about, you know, these topics we talk about, we, we had been talking about, you know, finding out who you are internally, who, who you should become, who you will become. And all these lies we tell ourselves. And I related that to, it, it may sound silly, but it, it came across great. It, I related that to, to magic, to magicians. And let's be honest everything that a magician does is completely fake. Yeah. And so I put the two together and I started thinking, you know, if I go out and I act a certain way and I portray myself in a way that isn't me, people are going to believe it, but it's also an illusion. Therefore the way that people see me is fake. They, they may see me in, in, in a real light, but at the same time, I know that I'm not being real. And so, as I said, I, I related that to magic, and I just said, you know, it becomes an illusion. And uh, that's, that's how that line came across. And 
the beauty in 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 hunting wolves at least is that it's completely unscripted that's what i was gonna say that's one of the things i love the most about your podcast is it's just let's talk yeah there's there's no there's no pen and paper or typewriters or anything like that it's uh it's raw and i remember saying that and thinking wow that was either incredibly dumb or super super novel and the more i thought about it because in my mind it was it made sense i just didn't know how it was going to come across to everybody else well, I can tell you from and, my perspective, it came across the novel side, not the dumb side. Yeah, yeah, and and that that's the that's the that's the outreach I got from it. Um, and I even had a question. I had a guy. Uh, he he sent me a text message the next day. And he said, "Dude, where do you come up with this shit?" <laughs> and I said, "I really don't know. <laughs> I'm just being honest, and I." I, you know, Cole, I, I don't care if it, it, if it comes across stupid, I don't, I don't, it touches somebody. Mm-hmm. And as I've always said in every single one of our episodes, as long as we reach one person, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I need. That's a win for me. I don't do this for numbers. I do this to change lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and if exactly... I can change one live or one outlook. I've won. Exactly. That's my goal of this podcast. That's what I've said. Like, I'm not in this for money. I'm not in this because that's I don't make money, a whole lot of money off of this. Oh, no. Really, not at all. I turn all the money back into anything I make off of, like, apparel. I just turn it back into the podcast and you buy know, better the things. The Anchor CPM is not paying my mortgage, okay? No. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Anchor. It's not. I like Anchor, but I you're not making it. money. <laughs> but, and, like, I... I had a quote one day, I was in a class, my senior year of college, it was an entrepreneurship class, or no, it was a, it was a business class, but we were sitting there and it was watching a video and this guy said, you know, I don't want to, or I'm not, there's something about, I want to be a millionaire. And people laughed at him because he's from a third world country. And because he was making something to help with the water supply. And he's like, I want to be a millionaire. And people literally at this press conference laughed at him. And they, he said, no, I don't want to be a millionaire in terms of money. I want to be a millionaire in terms of the lives that I can touch. And to me, that's deeper that, and that's that. way better than being a millionaire. Because I think you see a lot of people lose themselves when they start getting a bunch of money. It's not about assets. Mm-mm. It's ne- To me, it's not about assets. I can live within my means all day long what means more to me is touching people in, in, in touching the, the people that need to hear the, the right things at the right time. Yes. And I don't know if it's sheer luck or just the, the genuine lack of truthful podcast, but for the most part, when, when people listen to it, they find that they're not the only one that feels that way because people come across the podcast and they'll say, wow, I thought I was the only one that felt that way. No, no. Uh, we, we, we all do. Some people just decide to say it. I just so happened to say it over a couple different platforms and it worked out. It's just truth. Mm-hmm. Life, life's tough. And, uh, you got to learn how to 
how to respond accordingly. Yeah, that's something that I've said so many times on this podcast. A lot of my guests have said on this podcast, we talked about like, you know, you got to have those failures. I don't even like to call them failures, those setbacks, those hard times in life, because otherwise you're never going to learn how to be successful. Like I've said in terms of business with a lot of people lately, like Steve Jobs, you know, uh, Elon Musk, all these people, you really don't think that they went through setbacks. They went through failures where they had very hard times. They went through it. And that's the reason they were able to, to continue to grow, to continue to succeed, because you have to have those hard times in every aspect of your life. That's that's in business, you know, marriage, whatever you want to say, you got to have that. I mean, Elon Musk, you take him for an example. They asked Elon Musk in an interview, how much money did you invest in a failure? And he said, a hundred billion dollars. And they said, why? And he said, because... 99% of me felt like it was going to fail, but I invested on the 1% that it would succeed. And he got to that point because he had failed so many times before that he got to the point where it was, I've been down in these low spots. I'm going to win at some point. And you take, you take all these, all these big names and they're not there because mommy and daddy's money. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steve jobs wasn't mommy and daddy's money. It's hard work. It's determination and it's grit. And it's the sheer, the, the, the sheer willpower to not give up on anything. Yeah. You talked about like the mommy and daddy's money. That's one thing, you know, I grew up we didn't have a lot of money and I, we got by, it was not like we were like complete, like poor and stuff, but like, I always had what I needed, but it taught me, I'm glad I didn't have that mommy and daddy's money because it taught me hard work, grit, like those characteristics that are going to get you further in life than mommy and daddy's money. And I'm not trying to knock people who get mommy and daddy's money. If your family's fortunate enough to get it, like good for you because your, your parents probably did something to earn that. Like they, well, they more than likely it was, they earned it. So, but like my parents taught me so much about becoming a man, essentially. Absolutely. Cole, I think, I think a good way to put that is we were lucky enough to be put in situations where we had to learn hard work and learn how to get things from hard work. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a, cause I never got the opportunity to have, you know, a bunch of stuff, you know, but the greater good in that is when I learned to work for the things that I have now, it meant something. Mm-hmm. That's where like, you know, I, I'm starting to buy, I'm, as I'm, I'm only 22, but I'm starting to like buy these things for myself. And my dad's like, well, it's like tools or something. He's like, I have it. And I'm like, yeah, I understand you have it, but I'm not going to be able to rely on your tools for the rest of my life, dad. Like, let me buy it. I can it's afford it. Things. It really is. It's and I can't use dad's tools because I can purchase my own. It's, it's, it's because I can, it's because I, I worked for that. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's funny you say that. I, I, I talked to my dad, me and my dad are very, very close. I, 
and there will be times where I'll be doing something and I'll need, need a tool. And it's like the worst feeling in the world to be like, dad, uh, I, uh, I need a, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And then the next week I'll be like, all right, Harbor Freight has a sale. It's time to man up. <laughs> you got to do it. I mean, it, it, cause it, one, it, it makes you feel good about yourself too. When you have it and it's yours. Yeah. That purchase might suck a little bit. Let's be real. Sometimes spending the money, depending on what it is, does suck, but it, it's yours. You worked for it. That's what I love about it. It's hard work, man. And it pays off. Oh yeah. So i got, I want to talk about your podcast. We already talked a little bit about it. It's unscripted. It's just you and you have a few different people to come on. You got Los and then I forget the other guy's name. Uh, I, I have a, <laughs> I have Los, which is, uh, my Hawaiian Hispanic hybrid American, just absolute Los is kind of a jack of all trades. Have you ever met the guy that could do everything and had no problem doing it whatsoever? Um, he's the kind of guy that could score a 36 on an ACT, but also dunk a basketball. That's kind of that guy. And then, uh, I have my own Megatron. Okay. Uh, Josh, he's, he's an amputee who, uh, has qualified for the Highland games. Um, he, he's my, my second, second guy. And, uh, these are both guys that have come from different backgrounds of struggle. Josh's has come from a background of trauma. And I got Josh on here as an interview. And within 15 minutes, I was like, I got to have him. And so he's, like I said, he's my, he's my Megatron. He'll come in here and flip his little leg up. And I'll tell you a funny story. We, we had a mic stand, uh, go down a couple weeks ago and he said, I got you. And he sits back in the chair and he flips his leg up, his fake leg and locks it in place and puts the mic down on it. And this was my face. I wouldn't have known what to I, say. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, it, it was it was baffling. It was hilarious, but also like super cool. Yeah. Um, and he even said, "You know, I never thought I'd be able to do that. I never thought that the, the day would come that I would need to use my fake leg as a as a mic stand." And uh, they're just like minded dudes. They're they're type A go getter, freaking pipe swinging dudes, and they. They love to the fullest and, you know, their family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to tell all my guests, if you have not listened to hunting wolves yet, you need to trust me. It is worth the listen. It's something that you just put it on. And I've, there's been times where I'm listening and I have to stop what I'm doing and actually like truly pay attention because it, you guys can get kind of deep, but at the same yeah. time, it's just real. That's what I love about it. It's so real. It's, just you guys having a conversation and talking through things. And I feel like as a man, it's almost hard for us to do that. But like you said, you have people that are like, Oh, I didn't know I was the only one with this stuff and that stuff. That's a really good thing to have because there is a lot of us that don't talk about our problems. 
that just don't talk about things that are on our mind and we just hold it in, which isn't always good. And Cole, that, that, that right there, Los and I sat down one day and we, we were both going through just through some crap and we started talking and the things we were talking about were like things that you would feel like a female talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it occurred to both of us at that time, like people don't have these conversations. Why? And, and a, a big part of it was pride. You know, people, people don't want to say that they need help. People don't want to say that they have problems that, you know, would be embarrassing or, and at that time, you know, we were, we were looking to get into the podcast world and it just kind of clicked that the realities of life can be unscripted. It can, it can be raw because if you've been through it, you can talk about it. I have no problem in this world talking about my downfalls because I'm here now and I'm okay with who I am now. I'm okay with who I am now because of the crap that I've been through in the back in, in the past. Yeah. And it's so much easier. I don't even know how we would start a script to be honest with you, because old, old Megatron would be swinging his leg around and I, <laughs> Why? So is that, that's why you guys decided to start it. Tell me the name choice though. Explain that because there's like, I think a good meaning behind that name. Yeah. So, uh, Los and I, uh, Los is, is my partner. Um, we, we are police officers and we hunt some really, really bad dudes and females. And it has kind of the sheepdog mentality behind it. So hunting wolves was kind of a, an all inclusive name that we could put together to not come out and be like, Hey, here's a bunch of police officers talking about police stuff because we don't do that. Yeah. But at the same time, it, I'm not going to say it's who we are, but it's a big part of how our lives have changed and how we continue to try and change lives. Um, and that's how the name came about is, you know, we, we had a lot of flack in the beginning because people thought we were out here in I remember listening Alabama, to that episode. hunting wolves. And let me just tell you, there are no, like, <laughs> if, if I walk out my front door and there's a wolf, I'm running like hell. <laughs> but, you know, until people kind of understood that it's not about hunting an animal. It's, it's about protecting people who can't protect themselves and it's stuck. A hundred percent. I love the name. I, that's where, cause I, I don't even remember how I first came across you. I think it was on Instagram or something or even TikTok. TikTok. Was it? I think it was TikTok. It was TikTok. Yeah, you're a lot better at the TikTok than I am. I struggle with the TikTok. No, dude, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I have absolutely why. no clue what I'm doing. I I got this new girl that's doing it for me, and we just created the Roughnecks t 
TikToks, a whole separate one from my personal account. I saw that. I saw that. And I was, I was wondering, I was, I was confused. I thought you had like unfollowed me. <laughs> I was kind of, kind of butthurt about it. And then I saw that. Wait a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, so we got the new TikTok, and like, I'm letting her take it. Like, just, I was like, I don't even care what the video is. Just make Roll some videos. <laughs> like, yeah. cause you are a female and you're going to be a lot better at this whole editing, making cool videos than I am. So just go with it. Yeah. No, you said I'm a lot better than you. No, I, 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 Nicole, I have no idea what I'm doing. TikTok's a crazy it. algorithm too. Like it is insane. Yeah. yeah I don't even I don't, look, I suck at math. <laughs> and I hear the word algorithm. I just post a video and sometimes it, it goes viral and sometimes it doesn't. I get lucky. I'm going to be honest with you. I just get lucky. It's the weird thing about TikTok is you could, when you think you have a sweet video, it won't go viral. And then like nope. the dumbest video will go viral. The stupidest videos, man. It the makes zero sense. embarrassed to post, but you mm. post them anyway. And then you look and it makes no sense. It's so confusing. It is. But TikTok, it, however, I will say this, although TikTok's algorithm is incredibly unreal and I'm not real sure what I'm doing, it has helped grow my podcast and I know it's helped Roughnecks grow mm -hmm. exponentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, just content creation in general. Um a big thing that helped us was putting faces behind voices because it was, you know, four episodes in before anybody actually got a face to a voice and something about that interpersonal relation was, was a big deal. Yeah, I agree. Cause like, it's hard for me to listen to a podcast if I don't know the the voice like if i i don't have to know them personally but like if i don't have an idea of who they are i can't i, I don't i can't get myself really just to listen to it because i don't see the point i guess like it, i don't feel the connection to it that's why it's i prefer like well, that's what you, you got to put and that's the thing about content creation too is the one thing i've learned is just push content don't stop and just keep pushing it because all it's going to take is that one video, the one random video to go viral. And it's crazy how quick, like I'll watch. I had a very dumb video on my personal TikTok blow up for absolutely no reason. I'm just sitting there listening to a song <laughs> and it then, just happens. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it was weird. And then all of a sudden though, I, I just watched my podcast, like my views just start climbing. And I was like, well, I'm not going to complain because it's helping me. And that, that was my, my biggest struggle with TikTok in the beginning was just keep, just keep releasing, just keep releasing. And I wanted to, to delete these videos so badly. Like, I just wanted to be like, no, don't do this. Don't do this. But if you're in the content creation world, I'm kind of an amateur here. Here's the tip. Just let them go. Just leave them. And then you come back and those videos have blown up and you're just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> as long as it helps the podcast, who yeah. cares? <laughs> so what are the goals of your podcast going forward? I wanted to ask you that because you guys, act, did you just have another episode released? Uh, so we have, we have been on a contract slash sponsorship hold until 
a certain amount of listens was met. As of three days ago, we are fully ready to rock and roll, and we're we're coming in hot. Um, all this time, people have been wondering why we haven't released episodes. And to be honest with you, it's been it's been kind of nice because we've been able to create content. We've been able to market just social media. We, we've been able to take time to do that, which has grown the community. And coming in, we're going to have episodes for that new community too. Mm-hmm. Um, going forward, honestly, Cole, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. I love the positive feedback. I love getting, you know, one message or two messages. I I don't care. I'm I'm not going to make a living from this. Okay? Mm-hmm. I never expected that. I honestly never expected for it to go as big as it did. But I just want to keep doing what I'm doing because it's an outlet for me. I love doing it. And it helps me as much as it helps the person that's listening to it. Exactly. That's what, you know, I tell sometimes people are like, you know, after college, they're like, are you going to continue with the podcast? Because I started it in college and it was just kind of for shits and giggles. Like, that's really all it was. It was me and my roommate that I had my junior year. We had one. It was terrible. It was about sports. So we kind of dropped that one. And then once COVID hit, because there was no sports, and then we went back to school for my senior year and he was coaching for football and he was i was like you want to let's just start another one i was like we won't narrow down the topic yet we'll just start and just figure it out on the fly he got too busy so then i took it over by myself but it's just one of those it's i love doing it because i learn through every guest i have i can do like you said you can sit here and talk about things and you can it's an outlet and then also the connections it's helped me build is insane like I would have never met you if I was never a podcast. Absolutely. We would have never been able to sit down and have a conversation one-on-one uh-uh. and, and, and do that without the podcast community. I will say this on, on going forward and, and I'll, I'll, you can be the first person to know this. We're actually going to start a secondary podcast to the hunting wolves podcast. And it's going to be called six minute mentality. And we're going to release it intermittently from the podcast we release every Tuesday and it's going to be six minutes on the toughest topics of life. So depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, you know, the, the, the big mental stressors and it's going to be six minutes of how to combat those things based on people that struggle with those things. But that's all for that teaser. <laughs> we'll, we'll go for it. Yeah. Hey, at least we got something here on the Roughnecks podcast. I got a little sneak peek already. Yeah. yeah. So I want to get into our topic and I'm super excited to like dive into this with you because I think you're going to be a great person to like talk about this all with and it's discipline, you know, <laughs> coming from the law enforcement side too. And just like, your podcast in general, just hearing you guys talk and how you guys are, you're going to be great at this. And I think we're about to have a really good conversation that could go a lot of different ways. But the first thing I'll do just to kick it off, like what is discipline to you? Like, what do you think it is? It's freedom. 
Now that is an answer I would not I would not have expected. So here's the thing, Cole. Discipline is a pillar of life, man. Discipline is is the ability to not do something or do something. And in life, you 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 have, you more or less have two choices with anything. Let's take uh, just for shits and giggles, just any kind of circumstance gets thrown at you. You've got two choices. React in a negative way, react in a positive way. Well, I guess you have three. React in a neutral way. The difference there is the discipline to be able to discern how you're going to react. That's why I say, you know, I know Jocko says that discipline equals freedom, but it does because as long as you can discipline yourself for whatever circumstance is thrown your way and how to react accordingly, there will never be a moment in your life that you can't control. A hundred percent. And that's the thing about that too, is that discipline takes time to build up. You were not born a disciplined person. And I think, I don't, I think it was Jocko that I saw a video on and it said, it was talking about you don't get discipline from anyone else. You get it from yourself, from inside yourself. There's no one else that's going to make you who you are. There's no one else that's going to decide how you react other than yourself. And, you know, that's one of the things that I need, like, I want people to understand a lot when we've been talking about this discipline topic is it comes from within. It's not, you're not going to learn it from someone. You can take notes maybe and see how they react. But at the end of the day, you're the one that's still going to decide how things get done. Because here's the thing. My life was out of control. Okay. And I really didn't know what in the world to do. I didn't have any discipline. I just was going through the motions. I started building discipline unknowingly and I guess kind of knowingly by waking up earlier because discipline comes in baby steps, dude, these baby steps. So I say, all right, I'm going to wake up 10 minutes earlier than I normally do or I normally do. I wake up 10 minutes normally earlier than I normally do. I'm like, okay, all right. So do that for a week. And then say, all right, I'm not into physical fitness, but I'm going to go out and walk a quarter of a mile. You go out and walk a quarter of a mile. In two months, you're going to be able to run two miles mm-hmm. as long as you stay with it. Discipline comes from baby steps that add into large increments. So you take discipline on the only scale that I can compare it to is a Crawl, walk, run. So you crawl into discipline. You do the little things. And then you walk into the bigger steps because you're not going to be able to jump into those. And then you freaking run and sprint into the, the, the harder aspects. But all of those add on top of each other. You build discipline through 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 hard time. I mean, that's just the, the cold hard truth. And when I say a hard time, it is a hard time waking up 10 minutes earlier when the alarm goes off. You got two choices, hit the snooze or get the hell up. Yeah. That's a hard time. I'm not talking 
death and dismantle over here. I'm talking my alarm clock's going off. Am I going to hit the snooze or are my feet going to hit the floor? Especially when you know you, you can actually take those 10 minutes and sleep and still be perfectly fine. But it's that discipline of getting your ass up. Can you do it? Yeah. Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to make yourself a disciple of whatever it is that you need to take control of in your life? I saw a quote one time that said, you know, 99% of people are not willing to do what it takes to make their dreams a reality. And that's, I think you've talked about it on your podcast. That is why the graveyard is the richest place on earth. Yep. Because Because 99% of people take their dreams, goals, aspirations to the grave. And I refuse. My biggest fear, Cole, is living an average life. Mm -hmm. I refuse to take my 99% to the grave. I'm going to give my 1%. And I found that when I do, and the way that I've been disciplined, because by no means am I sitting here saying that I'm like some super disciplined hard ass, but I know my boundaries and where I draw my line in the sand in the hard times because of the little moments that built me up to the big moments. I know how far I'm willing to go because I have disciplined myself to know how far I can go. I mean, I'll never give up. I'll never give up on anything. I mean, you can, I just won't, I can't. People hate sometimes too. Like, how competitive I am. And like, there's a lot of people that are like me and you know, when we might just be playing freaking Uno, I don't care. I want to win. I'm going to win because my thing is, yeah, (laughs) is like, if I'm going to do something, why am I going to do it at 50%, 60% or even 99% knowing I still have 1% left. That is not a fucking thing. If you, that the, it goes with the discipline, man. If you're going to throw a punch, you throw a haymaker. Mm-hmm. If you're going to run, you better freaking sprint. If you're going to dig a hole, you better be a freaking backhoe. Like everything that you do in your life. And I do mean everything. I don't care if it's the, the, the way you eat a pop tart, you eat that pop tart. <laughs> if you know, I'm not saying, you know, be a dick by any means, but control every aspect of your life. Take control of every aspect of your life. You are, you are the only thing you are the only person selling your shit. Mm-hmm. And if you're undisciplined, that ship is going to be like a freaking V bottom without a captain just doing circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100, that... 120% man, all in all the time, because when you start half assing things, you miss details and the little details make up the big picture. When you start looking at, you know, if you start giving that 120%, you give it everything you got, 
you are automatically going to become more disciplined. Absolutely. It's, like, it's just going to come with it. And like having that mindset, that discipline in you is going to get things done. Like that is the big, one of the biggest benefits of being a disciplined person. And it, you don't, you might not even realize how disciplined you are. You, you talked about waking up 10 minutes early. Something that I started doing was I started reading just 10 pages a day, like even uh, just 10 pages because a 300 page book that's done in a month and you look at it and I'm like, there comes those days where you read way more than 10 pages, but, but if it's, you, how you, it's how you perceive it. Yes. I hand you a 300 page book and you say no, but if I hand you a 300 page book and I say, here, read 10 pages a day, it's mm -hmm. a mindset shift, you know? It's, I think I gotta put this. It's all about your perception. You know, as I said, life is tough. Life is never not gonna be tough. Life is always gonna have some kind of tough shit that gets thrown at you. That's just the bottom line. But on the same note, don't look at it like a 300 page book look at it as I'm going to eat an elephant one bite at a time by taking 10 pages a day. Cause I, well, the way I look at that too, is like it, the little things is you're not climbing a ladder taking giant steps. There's a bunch of little steps in between. You and have those little steps are way more important than the big steps that you have to take. One thing that, that I think, I need to throw in here is when we talk about 120%, that does not by any means mean that you win every time. No. And I, I say that because 120% is a win personally, whether you win or lose, because there is going to be a lesson learned and the fact that you put everything that you had into something. That's an internal victory. That's how you chalk up your wins is, did I give it everything I had? Did I have the discipline to train myself accordingly? Did I have the discipline to wake up at the right time? Did I have the discipline to accept the outcome and move forward? Because everything is not going to be a win. No. It's how you accept the losses. And it's how you learn from the losses that it, it, it grows discipline. You will learn more from those losses than you ever will your wins. That is one thing I've said probably a hundred times on this podcast. And you I will say a hundred more. I mean, it's, 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 it's the bread and butter of, of discipline, man. The things that you learn from those losses are life lessons that will carry you through for the, for the remainder and it's not the 99% that go to the grave. Those lessons are the one percenter that you carry with you. Yeah. And you talked, you know, earlier about not wanting to be, you don't want to live that average life. It's and a lot of that is because I, well, I think a lot of our gener, my generation, especially, but a lot of our world today, everybody fears failure. Everybody fears messing up and doing things wrong. But at the same time, then they're never getting out of their comfort zone and they are living that average life. Like, <laughs> it, that, that's what blows my mind. Are people like, 
oh, like I want to do this, I want to do this, but I'm scared to this. Who cares? I want to move out west. I don't have any freaking money, but I'm just going to try it and figure it out because worst comes to worst, I have to come home to back to Ohio where I'm from. That's my thing that I try to get across to people too. I'm like, they're scared to, oh, I don't know if I can, I don't want to apply for this job or, and I'm like, dude, my best friends, I talk to them sometimes. I'm like, just do it because worst thing that happens is you don't get the job or you like, it just doesn't work out. But at least you can say I tried because there, I've seen so many people in our little small town where I'm from where they just get stuck here. It's because they never get out of their comfort zone. They never try anything new. They just and nothing against my town, but I don't want to live here forever. No, <laughs> I, and I understand. Hey, here's here's the deal. Your comfort zone is is where you're content, like you're you're just all right, this is fine. Nothing good. Colt, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong here. Name one good thing that has ever come from being inside of your comfort zone. Nothing. You just stay exactly where you are. And you know, me and Megatron Josh had a conversation. People have no fucking clue how far they could go and the things they could achieve if they would take one step outside of their comfort zone because it's a little box and you live in it. What you don't realize is that when you step outside of that box, there's a whole nother world that you can thrive in. People have no fucking clue how much they could accomplish if they get outside of their comfort zone. Yeah, like that like right the there. Growth, just... Human growth happens outside of your comfort zone. Mm, yes, a hundred percent. Because like that right there just made—I don't know why it made me think of this, but of all things, I look at—you know—you look at how many people say, "Oh, I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job." Didn't change it. Yeah, but they—they they don't want to because they're comfortable. They at least know they have a job or know that—that's what they always say. Why? Well, but then I don't know what I'm going to do from income or something. I'm like but you can't then don't sit here and complain saying you hate your job or you hate this or hate that. If you're not willing to take a step to change it, if you're not willing to discipline yourself to figure it out. And the, the, the sad part about that is all those, all those negative thoughts and all those, those negative sayings, you know, I hate my job. I, I hate this. I hate that. But those people are not willing to to try something new or to try and and get out of their comfort zone and find something new. The saddest part of that is they have no idea what possibilities could be on the other side. I mean, they could find something that made them happier than they could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. But they're just too afraid to get out of their comfort zone. Do not live inside your comfort zone because there's nothing there. It's a blank room. You you get what is life without growth? It's nothing. And there is no growth inside of your comfort zone. Be disciplined to get outside of your comfort zone. Know your boundaries, know where your comfort zone is and expand outside of that. Yeah. And like, 
I speaking, this is just a personal instance for me. Like I, we're talking about getting out of your comfort zone, doing things you necessarily don't like to do, but I looked at, I used to love working out in the mornings. Now I hate it for some reason. I just hate getting up <laughs> early before work to have to go work out. But it's one of those where I realized I'm not disciplined enough after working, you know, 10, 12 hours out in the sun, a manual labor job to go to the gym after work. So what I'm working on doing is waking up. Yeah, I got to go do something I don't necessarily like to do, but I'm disciplining myself to do that because I, I need to get in the gym. I need to get my workout in for the day. But it's the cognition of saying, hey, I need to do this. I don't need to do it at a certain time, but I can figure out a way to do it. That That's that cognitive approach to discipline being, okay, this is my routine. I have to change it in this way to be disciplined enough to do what I need to do. And it's a lot of times, like I not trying to like toot my own horn and stuff, but like it's recognizing your faults in a way, recognizing 100%. I don't want to go to the gym after work. And I'm not more than likely, I will skip more often if I go after work than if I start going before work, because, and that's the big thing people Use your faults to your advantage in a way. People like try to hide who they are. Go after your faults. Yes, a hundred percent go after them. Because the things you suck at, you need to master those. Because mm -hmm. your life will be so much better. There's things I suck at now. I suck at pull-ups. I do pull-ups every day. That's what I do. I'm the exact same way. But by God, I'm getting better at them. I don't, I don't know how, how much better, but I know <laughs> I'm getting better and I'm still doing them. Yeah. It, like people fear. It's one of those where they're paying for their own magic show. <laughs> they, they won't accept who they are. It's okay to have faults. It's okay I just had a freaking conversation with my girlfriend about this and she was saying we had a wedding this weekend and she was like, don't mind me if I look like I'm eight months pregnant. I'm like, why? First off, you look fine. Second off, why? Who cares? Be you. You're yourself. Because like the people I respect someone who is themselves, even if we have different views, I will respect you a hundred times more if you are just yourself. You're not trying to be a fake person. Those people that I talk to that are like, you can just tell they're being fake, but they're trying no. to like, yeah, but they're trying to make you happy, be that people pleaser back to the whole beginning of this episode. Yeah. But like, I don't respect you as much. I'd rather you be real and us not get along because we have, we butt heads in certain things. At least I know where I stand with you. Yes. A hundred percent. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like to see that and know that you're a snake in the grass when you're trying to pretend something else. Yeah. And that was one thing that took me a long time to finally understand. And that comes with age, but like in high school, you know, I was trying to please people. I was trying to do that. And I didn't see the people that were just being people pleasers, just saying what I wanted to hear. But it's then you, tiring. Yeah. And then you grow up a little bit and you, you have no idea who you are. No. <laughs> yeah. And I remember 
I because I am a good old country boy, boots and jeans year round, like all the time. That's what I wear. And you know, I used to think worry about what people think of me because I'm wearing boots and jeans. And I went to a college that was not necessarily my style, but like I went there to play football and I liked the school, it was a great school, but there was a lot of different, I mean, it was in a city more. And you know, I didn't for three years pretty much didn't wear my boots and jeans came to my senior year I finally was like what am I doing why why do I why am I not being who I am self-acceptance is the greatest feeling in the world oh it is it is a hundred percent and you know what if the girls didn't want to come talk to me because I'm wearing jeans and boots I have no problem with that because then I know I'm not trying to be someone I'm not when you get to a point though where uh, I can I can take that back to discipline, you know, where you are disciplined enough to accept who you are and you're not paying for, a t- you know, you're not paying for a ticket to your own magic show anymore. And, 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 and you, and you, you know who you are and you, you're okay with it and, and, and you, you thrive in it. Self-acceptance is, it's, it's, it's beautiful, man. It's, not having to worry about the clothes you pick out. It's not having to worry about how you're going to talk at a social function. It's, it's about, you know, how am I going to make friends in this new place? Like it's, it it comes, it just, it, it comes natural. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's awesome. Um, but like I said, that comes, with the discipline of knowing yourself. Yes. One thing I actually, cause I wrote a few things down. So I had them and it's very similar to what you're saying. And I think it was Jocko that probably said it, but self-discipline comes with self-love. You have to start by loving yourself. It's one of the hardest things in the world to do. Oh yeah. Cause we always see every little problem like, I'm sure you're just the same way sometimes with me, like with the podcast, even people will text me and be like, oh, that was a sweet episode, sweet episode. And I'm just sitting there like I saw all these things wrong with it. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to it again. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm totally the same way. But, you know, like I said, it's one of the toughest things to learn. And I'm still learning daily. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a journey. Um self-love is or you know self-acceptance i have gotten to the point of of self-acceptance but i i don't believe that's just a a one and done thing i believe that that is a lifelong journey and i still take conscious you know moments to say hey you're being too hard on yourself yeah i i mean it that's the thing with discipline with self-love self-acceptance and all that it's going to be a continual battle no one ever has it completely figured out that's what i think everybody's looking for that the answers of you know when am i going to finally figure it out you never will it's the truth but it goes back to the, the the choice you make when you get these two you know when you get these scenarios these situations it comes down to how you react. Do we react positively? Do we react negatively? Or do we just like stoically neutrally say, all right, it is what it is. You know, 
everything in life from choice takes discipline to decide the outcome. Because if somebody walks in here and they're like, hey, your dog's dead, I can stand up and freak out and, you know, sob. I don't, I don't even know another way to put that. Or I can say, okay, baby steps. Mm-hmm. Let's bury a dog. You know, it, it, I know it sounds terrible, but we make these complex scenarios and these complex answers for things that haven't even happened yet. You're not going to figure something out if it's not posed in front of you. But when it is posed in front of you, you've got to have the discipline to know how to react to it. A hundred percent. And it takes time. It takes time to learn because you're going to, you're going to make those mistakes where you're going to react the wrong way. We've all done it. We've all overreacted or freaked out when we shouldn't have. I, I get crap all the time. My parents, my mom's always like, you like, you flip out and like your, your temper, not necessarily like getting pissed off, but like I make things a bigger deal. But she yeah. said, that's, she's like, you went to college and you started to see that shift. And like, it, it comes with an age thing, but it's also like, it's a learning curve. You learn Just like anything else. You learn what really does matter. What really deserves the time of freaking out or having a panic attack or whatever you want to call it which 99% of the time it isn't worth it because like you said you could go freak out if someone said hey your dog died and basically have a meltdown but no matter what it's not going to bring your dog back exactly and at that point you're and just you exhausting your own time any scale whatsoever and it has the same effect that's the beauty in decision making and and cognitively being able to be disciplined and make decisions because everything in your world is just a perception of your uh, of how you see it so if you see it as the worst day of your life it's the worst day of your life if you see it as this sucks, but we have to move forward, then you figure out the first step of moving forward. And it's not the worst day of your life. You know, you think about something for 17 seconds, scientifically. The rest of your day is going to be spent thinking about that one thing. Discipline yourself to not think negative shit. And that's a hard thing to do. But negativity and a negative mindset, especially right now in the world, is a very big downfall. You got to take care of your mind. And that takes discipline. And there isn't, there's, there's no, there's no rule book. There's no freaking answer. There's, there's no discipline for dummies. It's trial and error. Mm-hmm. It's get up and get on with it. Yeah. You talked about the, the one thing I like you said, you know, you can have the worst day of your life. What you see is the worst day of your life, but guess what? Tomorrow's a new opportunity. Absolutely. So what are you going to, and it's not guaranteed, 
but you got to sit there and why spend all day thinking about or like coming home after a bad day of work and just sitting there complaining to your significant other or whatever why not take that why don't why continue that bad day well why not change your mindset and be like you know what that's done with i bet tomorrow won't suck as bad yeah because that well, if you had the worst day of your life why have another one tomorrow yeah why would you want to do that like what well, no one wants if, to do that if today was the worst day of your life then tomorrow will not be the worst day of your life yeah because that was yesterday remember yeah <laughs> but i discipline is a complex thing but it's not really that complex when you sit back and look at it. i think people make it way more complex than it needs to be it's so simple it's hard yes that's the best way I can put it. It is so simple. It's hard because I go back to the alarm clock. The alarm clock thing is so simple. Yet the physical action of sitting up and rolling out of bed is the hardest thing in the world, mm-hmm. but it changes everything. Yeah. And that's- those little incremental changes. As I said earlier, the little details make up the big picture. It's one thing I've looked at, I've heard with, like, you look at all these successful people that we've talked about, they are probably some of the most disciplined people you ever meet. Like, look at Jocko. Jocko, that man wakes up probably without a freaking alarm clock at 4 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever time every day. But that that goes back to my point. If you want to be great, you want to be number one, you want to be looked up to or whatever it is, get disciplined. We live in such a... born that way. No. He built himself that way. Exactly. And And anyone listening to this can do the same thing. I'm not saying you got to get up and run four, five miles every morning. I'm just saying, take the baby steps, harden yourself up a little bit. Yeah. We live in, I I hate to say we live in such a soft generation where people don't like their fucking feelings hurt, but just take like, Put your bubble away. Yeah. Your feelings are going to get hurt. But that, that, that's that tough love. That's one thing that I loved from all my coaches that I've had, all of my siblings. Like, I had that tough love in my life, but it's it the taught best teacher me. on earth. Yes. You're going to look at them and be like, why are you being such an asshole right now? Because, but they're yelling at you for something you did, but you don't see it a big deal. But then you look back at it later and I'm like, wow, like I should have been listening to them the entire time. Yeah, my, my life has been changed forever, even though I thought he was an asshole at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so I got a few questions that I like to ask all of my guests. The first one is I always like to ask is who is your who is your biggest inspiration? I like to ask all my guests that. My biggest inspiration is my father. Because uh he came from uh he came from nothing and made himself something hard work, determination, and grit, he made himself something. And he didn't have a father in his life, but he was the greatest father. He is the greatest father in my life. And he did that from scratch. He did. I mean, he didn't know how to be a dad because he didn't have a dad. Yeah. But he was a hell of, he is, as I keep saying he was, he is a hell of a dad to me, you know, and I'm, I'm super big on family. Um, 
Same. I could, t- <laughs> I could tell you, yeah, I could tell you all day long about like, you know, people that inspire me. Um, but just genuinely my biggest inspiration is my father. Yeah. That's, it's crazy to look at what a father can do to someone's life. Like, and what it can do when you don't have a father in your life, like you said, and it, you just, I give your father credit. Cause like he learned that from scratch. Like you said, he didn't have someone to show him how to be a father, but to be able to, for you to sit here and say that your father is your biggest inspiration, even though he grew up without a father is something that he should be proud of. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. And, and it I, gives I, you, I, I've, I've told him that multiple times, you know, I, I've even asked him, from time to time, you know, how, I mean, how, how did, how did you figure out? And he's, he's a, he's very stoic. Um, so he's, he, he just, I just figured it out. <laughs> okay, dad. Good advice. <laughs> so my other one that I like to ask all my guests, and I'm going to clarify next this question. <laughs> I'm going to clarify this question because it gets kind of confused sometimes, but if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? And by that, I don't mean go back and change things because a lot of my guests sometimes get that confused because let's be real. A lot of us, I think all have the exact same mindset. We wouldn't go change anything because all of those failures, those successes or whatever it is made us who we are. It was more like if you could go back in time, tell yourself a 16 little piece of advice, what would it be? It is possible. I would tell myself it is possible because I gave up on a lot of, of, of things that I never thought were possible back in the day. And if I could go back and tell myself that it was possible it and, 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 and I could have succeeded, as you said, wouldn't change a thing now. But it is possible. Just take the step. That's one thing we've talked a lot on this podcast. Just take the step. Give it a shot. So, I was in my comfort zone then. As a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, I didn't take the step. You know, didn't think things were possible. It is possible. Mm-hmm. And even if you fail, you still try you still, I mean, you know, the beauty in that is like, even if you fail, guess what? It changes nothing about what's happening right now. No. Your life is already, it's already made up how your life is going to go. So just go live it. Just go give everything a chance. Just go live it. I love it. Just freaking go live it. I'm, I think I'm going to make a, a hat with that logo on it now. <laughs> I like that. I'll definitely be buying one. <laughs> but so now I want to move into my favorite segment of this podcast, which is called Motivation Monday. This is the point in the episode where I like to give my guests the opportunity give a little inspirational bump a little kick to start our for our roughnecks listeners as they get ready to listen on their monday morning our episodes come out at 7 a.m eastern time so they might be on their way to work they might be at the gym whatever it is what do you got for motivation monday 
no matter what comes during your day and no matter how many freaking obstacles come in your way, never give up, never give in, and always know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. See, this is I knew this episode was gonna be sweet. When I when I, that's why when I started listening to your podcast, <laughs> I knew from the jump, I was like, I gotta get this guy on my podcast. Ah, it's just real, man. It's just real life. There's I just nothing, knew we were gonna be able to sit about here. It. It's just real life. Yeah, and I knew we were gonna be able to sit here and actually have a good conversation and not feel like I this was the first time that I've I usually have a little bit more of a script, but I was like, I'm going to do it Justin's way. No scripts. Like I yeah. got my little bit that I, I get just to keep me on track. But other than that, like, let's just go for it. Yeah. Cole, you know, I, another thing about me, like being unscripted is I don't know what I would do with my hands. If I was scripted, would I like flip pages <laughs> or what? Like... See, I put it, I do it a little thing on my laptop. So I got like a Microsoft word document so I can just keep this separate and I can just skip through whatever I don't need. I'm just used to it this way. It's easier this way for me. Well, the crazy it's real life from real people. I'm, be- script it. I'm becoming more like you where I used to like, you could hear it in my early episodes. I was reading the script word for word. Oh, so you were doing the, the, the verbatim. Yeah, it was bad. And I like, would like listen a transcription to it. machine. Yes. And then I yeah, just started, go. you know, my introduction, my closing, whatever. But then like, Here's some questions I want to ask if I don't get to them, whatever. If I think of new questions, I usually have a pen and paper right here. I'll write it down just so I don't forget it. And then like it, it, and they make better episodes. That's the one thing I've learned is like when you are unscripted, when you're just on the fly, that's like, I've had very few guests like ask like, Oh, do you, can I see your script? And I'm like, I don't, I don't have one really anymore. And I'm like, I'm and so at the same time, no, nobody's ever asked me that. Cause I would have been like, what's that? Uh, <laughs> it's it's in here i don't <laughs> not real sure but it just makes a better conversation when you can just sit there and talk and absolutely just have a conversation because it's real like you said it's real it's raw it's uncut I, that's what i love about it and that 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 is what i believe is what a podcast should be mm-hmm. there's too many podcasts nowadays that are just exactly that scripted. fake and fake you can just hear the fakeness. We've talked a lot about, we hate that fakeness. You can hear the fakeness in it. And like, don't get me wrong. There are people, very successful people. There's successful podcasts that I had to quit listening to because of the fact that I look at them and I'm like, are you the one, are you doing what you're saying? Are you even doing that? Absolutely. Because, you know, I, it's hard to get behind something when you can see through the fakeness. But with that, that's a wrap on our 47th episode of the roughnecks podcast it's crazy to think we are 47 episodes in. we're coming up on that one year mark september 21st is what i I think it is me and tex and teddy will be doing another episode on that day for a little bonus episode but justin thank you so much for coming on make sure you guys go check out his podcast where can they follow you on social media to and uh find your podcast uh, they can find my podcast on any platform. I mean, we, we're, we're, we're everywhere on YouTube, official hunting wolves podcast, Instagram, official underscore hunting wolves podcast, Twitter at wolves hunting and Facebook hunting wolves podcast. And then our most famous TikTok is at hunting wolves podcast. 
Definitely go give him a follow. Go check out his podcast. Also, you got some merch up for sale on your website as well. I do. I do. We got we got shirts. We got hats. We got koozies. We got hoodies. We got stickers. We may even have a new hat now that me and you <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Speaking of that, I also still have merch for sale. I don't have a website. I'm not as good as you, but I'm working on that. But <laughs> I, I have one flag left. I got some wristbands left and I have stickers. If you want it, just message me and I can ship it out to you guys. But definitely check out Hunting Wolves. Check out all their stuff. Subscribe to them on YouTube as well. Um, but with that, that's a wrap on this episode. And we will have another episode, like I said, hopefully on Thursday. It should be a guest reappearance. Somebody who made, he was the first ever guest on this podcast, actually. So he's making a reappearance. Hopefully I can get him. He's a football college football coach. And right now is a little bit of a crazy time for him. So hopefully I can get that done. And then I have another one on Monday with Ohio state strength and conditioning wrestling guy. Very good guy. Awesome dude. Hopefully I can get those both in Cause we got to wrap up this discipline month discipline topic, but you guys know the deal. The slogan of this podcast is grab the bull by the horns. Life is hard and it's going to knock you down. It's going to throw you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. But you're either going to lay there, let it walk all over you. The bull is life. It's going to try and walk all over you. You can lay there and let it walk all over you, or you can get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Roughnecks out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and then also subscribe to the Roughnecks YouTube channel. If you want to be a guest or have a guest that you would like to hear from, then shoot me an email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com or message me on social media on Instagram at roughneckspodcast or Twitter at roughneckspodc1 or Facebook at roughneckspodcast. Life is hard and will knock you down like a bull. Don't lay there and let it run you over. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Till next week, Roughnecks out. Oh, thank you.